So I don't know if it's just me, but every single time I open my email these days, I have an email from Groupon. And I'm not hating on Groupon. I have taken advantage of some great Groupons over the years. But they used to send me things like date nights and festivals and massage packages. Now, I'm getting ads to buy one acre of land on Mars. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a good deal. It used to be $40, but with the Groupon, it's only $15 to buy an acre on Mars, which is a great place to build a home, I'm assuming. And then the second thing, without fail, is face mask. If I scroll Instagram, ads for face masks. If I get on a website, the banner ads are for face masks. YouTube, ads for face masks. I can't escape face masks, and I get it. There's a great need and a great shortage of face masks. But there's so much conflicting and confusing information on which masks and whether or not they work. Who should be wearing them? It's a mess. There have been so many questions about should you wear a mask, should you not, which kind should you wear, and when should you wear them, if at all. The CDC is taking steps to clear up the nation's mask confusion. All of a sudden, I'm getting very confused about whether or not we should be wearing masks. We're talking about masks and face covering. There's a lot of confusion about when to wear them, which kind, how to properly wear them, and how to clean them as well. NBC's investigative and consumer correspondent Vicky Wynn. We know about the importance of N95 masks when it comes to those who are working on the front lines, those who are risking it all to keep us safe and to rescue us from this epidemic. But for the rest of us, for those who are DIYing our own masks or we're wrapping bandanas around our faces to go to the grocery store, there's been so much conflicting information about whether or not it actually helps or if it's just a placebo that makes us feel better. And I've been confused. But then I came across an article that opened up my perspective. Not just about the point of wearing masks and the effectiveness of doing so, But it also got me thinking about something that I'd never really considered before. We actually inhale each other's words. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. The other day, my mother and father-in-law stopped by the house, but they stayed in the driveway, and we greeted them from the lawn. And of course, my kids wanted to run up and give them hugs, but that wasn't an option, and so we just had to say hello from a distance. But they came bearing gifts, and so they opened the car door and pulled out the gifts, and what were they? They were homemade face masks from California. My father-in-law's sister spent time to make one for every member of our family. And she customized them with different fabrics, and they looked great. They look really professionally done. And so we thanked them, we talked for a little bit, and they got in their car, and they drove away. And first of all, how surreal is it that a gift is now a homemade face mask? I would have never thought about that in a million years before this. But it was a kind gesture, but I found myself with a conflicting feeling. On the one hand, I was really appreciative for the thoughtfulness of that. 
the time that it took to do it, the fact that she sent it, the cost. But as I went into the bathroom and tried the mask on and looked in the mirror, I had another thought. Does this really do anything? Or does it just make us feel better about the current situation? Does it just make us feel safer when we're out in public? And then by chance, later that same day, I opened up an article in The Atlantic about masks in the time of COVID-19. And I read these words. A key transmission route of COVID-19 is via droplets that fly out of our mouths. That includes when we speak, not just when we cough or sneeze. A portion of these droplets quickly evaporate, becoming tiny particles whose inhalation by those nearby is hard to prevent. Something about those two sentences immediately jumped out at me. And I had this thought. This article was written to explain the ease of spreading this virus. That the droplets of spit become the air we breathe when we're around others. But those same droplets of spit have always become the air that we breathe when we're around others. We just don't think about it until it becomes potentially deadly. And yet all of our lives, we've been inhaling one another, so to speak, breathing each other in and not even considering it. Consider this for a moment. The words we speak become droplets of moisture, many of which evaporate and occupy the airspace we live, work, and play in. In a sense, we are inhaling each other's words. And in the context of communicable disease, this can have disastrous effects. But I had two thoughts about this idea. If we could see all the invisible particles swirling around the rooms we occupy, the things we take in and then pass along for others to do the same, we would be completely overwhelmed. The fact is, we inhabit different shapes and forms, but love it or hate it, we are all one. The second thought I had while reading this was actually the one that stopped me from even being able to finish the article for at least a half an hour. We are at all times inhaling and ingesting the words of others. I'd never seen it that way. This has been life-giving to us, and it's also been life-threatening. Without even thinking much about it, in any given day, we absorb comments from others. In person, online, things people said directly to us, things people said in passing to no one in particular. Think about the most encouraging or uplifting thing anyone has ever told you. Maybe it was an encouragement from a family member or a teacher. Perhaps you were on the verge of completely giving up and someone came along and breathed words of life and you swallowed them whole. The strength of their words, in a way, became your own. You embodied the words. Now think about the other words. These are the words you carry around wherever you go. They stick to your insides like cancerous tumors. 
Maybe it was words like, you're fat or you're stupid. You always do this or you never do this. You'll never be able to do that. Or even words that weren't directed at you specifically, but you inhaled nevertheless. Now, it's the news teasers. Like 10 reasons you shouldn't go to the grocery store and headlines. These can be words from trusted friends who said careless or cruel things to us. Or random trolls on the internet. It doesn't matter. For whatever reason, most of us human beings are wired as such to let go very quickly of positive words and yet to cling even into our bones words that are destructive and harmful to us. We breathe in those words. We take them deep inside of us and we hold on to them. Building an attention collection is about intentionally looking at the things that shape us on a daily basis. These are the words that we choose to listen to. These are the songs and the poems and the movies and the conversations, the books we've read that have had a hand in shaping who we become and who we're becoming. So now's a good time to think about the movies and the music and the stories that build us up. Some of us carry movie lines around like bottles of water. They sustain us. They pick us up. Some of us have quotes tattooed on our persons to remind us of things that we want to hold on to. Now is a good time to breathe deeply the life-giving words of others. Maybe watch that movie again. Create that playlist. Read that card that you tucked away in a drawer somewhere that when you read it the first time brought tears of joy to your eyes. It was so encouraging. It was so uplifting. It was so needed. It was like life was coming into your body. Call that person who always exhales inspiration and encouragement when others just dump gossip and garbage on your head whenever you talk to them. In a sense, the words we speak and the words spoken around us become the air we breathe. And don't forget this. Some of the most potent words you hear on a daily basis don't come from others. We have to be mindful of the things we say about ourselves and other people. Sometimes we don't need outside help to tear ourselves down. It's an inside job. And if we feel low on external encouragement, especially now when some of us feel isolated and closed in, we forget the power of our own voice to breathe life into the environment we inhabit. We have to take it upon ourselves to prevent the spread of fear and shame and negativity and violence that so often occupies our airspace. It's just the truth. Abraham Joshua Heschel said, words create worlds. I wholeheartedly agree. They also destroy them. They can boost the system or they can invade and infect it. A key transmission route for gratitude and flourishing and friendship and community and general well-being 
is via the words we choose to employ. We have to choose to speak life for ourselves and for those who occupy our airspace. Hey friends, real quick before you take off, I wanna talk about what's ahead for the attention collection. We're gonna take the month of May and focus on gratitude what it looks like, how to cultivate it. And so, yes, the podcast will talk about gratitude, but really every single day on social media during the month of May, we're going to do gratitude prompts. We're going to be talking to other people. So if you're not already, now's the time to connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram. We would love to know your thoughts. What are you grateful for? What do you use to cultivate gratitude? So stay tuned until next week.